church, I wasn't here Friday night or last night. verse 3 it says and they commanded the people saying when ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests the Levites bearing it then ye shall remove from your place and go after it you can be seated I'm not going to ask the Lord to bless reading of his word brother I believe he's done here Amen. I tell you what, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, right here, we know that Joshua has become the leader of the Israelite people. We know that Moses has done died. He's went the way of the grave. And now God has appointed Joshua and, and the leader of the Israelite people. And if you go back there in chapter 1 in Joshua, you'll read that. And you'll find that Joshua gets the people together there. And he gets to reminding them, Brother Bill, about what covenant that they had made with Moses. He gets to holding them to their word. He said, y'all have done got your land that you inherited that Moses had done give you. He said, but you've got to go over on the other side of Jordan. And you're going to have to go and you're going to have to fight for the rest of it. Amen. You're going to have to get it. Let me tell you something, church. There comes a time in your life, amen, when God gives you and gives you and gives you. And there comes a point in time, amen, when you get to the River Jordan, amen, and you're going to have to fight or die. Amen. If you want it, you're going to have to go after it. With the help of the Lord tonight, that's what we're going to preach on is go after it. Amen. But over there, we know that before the children of Israel Moses had sent out spies in the land of Canaan. When they went out in there in the land of Canaan, we know that when they returned, they wasn't but two that was faithful. Brother Bill, they wasn't but two that was ready to get in there. 
Amen. There wasn't but two that saw the blessings of God. Amen. And brother, they was wanting it. Amen. They was ready to go after it right then. It was Joshua and Caleb. Amen. They was ready to get in there. They seen the goodness of God. Amen. They see they was carrying the grapes out. Amen. They was having to put the clusters on a pole. You talk about a cluster of grapes. Amen. You talk about the land that flows with milk and honey. You talk about the promised land. It was everything that they could ever want it. It was everything that they could ever need. And Joshua and Caleb said, we're going to get it. Everybody else said, no. Brother, there ain't no way. We can't do that. We look like grasshoppers in the sight of them men. Their cities are strong. Their tires is high. We can't do it. We can't do it. And because of that, God caused them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. He said, if you don't want it, that's fine. You won't get it. Let me tell you something, church. We've been in a lukewarm church age long enough. Brother Bill, I'll tell you what. The church has been lukewarm. We've been mediocre long enough. And God says, all right, you don't want revival. Amen. Then I'm not going to give it to you. Amen. And God will withhold his hand. He'll withhold his spirit. Let me tell you something. It's about time. Amen. That we raise up a generation just like Joshua was getting ready to do right here. Amen. He was getting ready to go to the promised land. He said, boys, we're going to load up and we're going to cross over Jordan. It's time that the church, amen, crosses over the lukewarm stage. Amen. And gets tired of that mess. Amen. It starts to go after it. We're going to have to go after it. They got to the point where they were going to have to cross over. Joshua got them gathered up there. Getting their minds and their hearts on what they were getting ready to do. The first bunch, when they went over, Brother Bill, they had a mindset. They didn't have a heart set. Amen. Let me tell you something about your mindset tonight. I've got a lot of things, Brother James. I've got my mindset on what I want to do. When I get my mindset on something I want to do, that's driven by my flesh. What's the Bible say about the flesh? I mean, the flesh is weak. Amen. When I get my mindset on Brother TJ, I might be dead set on doing it today, but when tomorrow comes around, it might be 90-some degrees and the sun just a beating down, and I say, there ain't no way I'm going to mow the grass today. Amen. I might have had my mind set on it, but I didn't have my heart set on it. They had their mind set on it. They wanted the promised land, but they didn't have their hearts right. They wasn't seeking it. They wasn't seeking it good enough. They wasn't looking after it like they ought to. Amen. And Joshua told him, he said, we're going to leave your wives and your children and your cattle here. And we're going to pass over. We're going to arm ourselves. Amen. And he told them right there in the promise that in verse 13 in chapter 1, it says, Remember the word of Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest and hath given you this land. Promise. It's already yours. Boy, I tell you what, we could be here all night going over the promises of God. We've got healing. We've got comfort. Boy, we've got help in the time of need. Boy, we've got the gift of the Holy Spirit, but there's people that sees just a little bit of evidence of that, and boy, they get scared to death and they want to go home. Let me tell you something. If we want a revival, it's going to take a Holy Ghost power. It's going to take that old time Holy Ghost singing, that old time Holy Ghost preaching. It's time that we get some preachers, amen, that raise up and start reminding this generation about what God said, amen, wiping, 
to come. It's a time that we raise up a generation of people that want to sing about the goodness of God. Preach a word for what it is. There's too many feel-good preachers out there. I'll tell you what. I feel good tonight. Amen. I feel good tonight. I feel good tomorrow. Don't need prosperity message. Feel good. Amen. There's something about that word of God. I heard a preacher say one time, he said he'll do one of two things really. He'll rub you when you're wrong or hug you when you're right. If you don't like it rubbing on you, you can get on the altar and then you can hug him later. He reminded O'Mara that God had done give it to him. He said, it's already yours. All you've got to do is go possess it. Church, we've already got the promises tonight. It's there for the taking. Right there on that third and glorious day, amen, when that stone was rolled away, Brother Bill, amen, it was bought and paid for and stamped paid in full right then, brother, amen, and all we've got to do is go up and get after it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Joshua went on to tell them, he said in verse 15 there in chapter 1, he said, Until the Lord hath given your brethren rest, and if, as he hath given you, and they also have possessed the land which the Lord God given them, then ye shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it. Well, church, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to a day when I can enjoy my inheritance. I've still got brothers and sisters that still got to get theirs first. We can't quit until they get their part. they still preaching to be done. They still testifying to be done. Hey Amen. They still singing to be done, Brother Bill. Hey Amen. They still people that's lost and on their way to hell. People that ain't got their inheritance yet. Hey Amen. And it's the church's job. Hey Amen. To get up and go after it for them. Hey Amen. And to lead them to Jesus Christ. But he told them, he said, then you can enjoy it. He said, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side of Jordan toward the sun rising. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest us, we will do. Boy, if we had some servants of the Lord tonight that would be like that, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, all right. Lord, you want me to preach, all right. Boy, I watched you run from it for a pretty good while. Amen. I didn't know God called Brother Justin to preach, but praise God anyway. Amen. We need some people that'll stop running from the Lord's calling. Stop running from the Lord's word. Quit worrying about what's on the other side of Jordan. Quit worrying about what's on the other side of the door. Amen. Stop worrying about what the workplace might say. Stop worrying about what your buddies might say. Stop worrying about what's going to happen at the school. Hey, and just worry about getting the promise. We got to go after it. He said, And wheresoever thou sendest us, we will go. There's a lot of people that say, Well, I'll do the Lord's work as long as it's right here. Amen. The Lord called me to pastor. I was like that. There's a church opposite direction of the church I'm pastoring now. And when God laid it on my heart, I was going to be a pastor. I said, God, I'll pastor this church. Lord, this church I want to pastor. Guess what God said? No. God said, I don't need you there. He said, I need you here. God has got a purpose. Amen. God has got a reason. All we've got to do is trust Him. Amen. And we've got to be like the children right here. And they've got to have obedience. 
You look at the generation before them, the ones that died in the wilderness, what did they have? They had disobedience. And for that, they wandered around for 40 years and they never got to see the promised land. Never even got to step foot in it. Never even got to stick their finger in the milk and honey, brother. They never got to lay eyes on them grapes. That was so big it had to be toted by two people. They never got to lay eyes on them fields covered with grass. That was good for their cattle. They never got to take part of that because of disobedience. These people in hell tonight because of disobedience of the Holy Ghost. Because when he got to knocking on that heart's door and he was beckoning to come in, he was willing to save her life. He was wanting to show them a better way. He was wanting to give them, brother, an inheritance like they ain't never had. And they wouldn't take it because of disobedience. These people miss opportunities to lead people to the Lord tonight because of disobedience. Brother got up and he said he had eight or ten songs. Said he pray that the Lord will give him what he wants to. Brother, that's obedience. That's obedience tonight. There's a lot of people say, I'm going to sing this, this, and this because they're big hits. I don't care what hits, what numbers they are on the charts. All that matters is God's in it. But they had some obedience here. They was ready to go. They had their, it wasn't just a mindset, they had their heart set. They had their heart set on what they wanted to do. Tonight, we need some Christians that's got their heart set on what's right. We need their heart set on what they're going to do. they got to have their heart set on whether they're going to serve the Lord or whether they're going to serve the things of this world. It's time that we throw the things of the world aside and we get out of the lukewarm stage and we say, all right, we've had enough of this. I'm going to set my heart on serving God and serve Him. What does the Bible say? Whatsoever we shall do, do it as we do it unto the Lord. Amen. We ought to do it wholeheartedly. Too many half-hearted Christians can't even make their mind up. Tell you what, over here in the book of Romans, chapter 2, or chapter 12, excuse me, verse 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world. Tell you what, Brother Bill, I don't want to be a part of the lukewarm generation. I'm out sick and tired of the lukewarm generation, just to be honest with you. People coming to church just to be seen. People going in there just to get them a little dose of feel good. You see it every Sunday morning. People just going in there just to look, sit there and look pretty. Hey man, it don't matter what you are or how pretty you think you are. When God looks at you, He looks upon the heart. And when He looks upon your heart, hey man, He'll see everything that you think you've got covered up. Hey man, and it's time that we get our hearts set right. We're going to have to get our hearts set right. Be not conformed to this world. I don't want to be a part of that. He said, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. We're going to need some renewing, Brother Bill. We need some revival in this community. We need some revival up on the mountain. We need some revival down in the hollers. Amen. We need a good dose of God. That ye may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. When they had their heart set right, they was in God's will and they knowed what they was going to get. I hope and pray you come here tonight seeking a blessing from the Lord. I hope you didn't come here Mount Vernon Youth Choir saying, 
I hope you didn't come hear Brother Caleb sing. I hope you didn't come hear me preach. But I hope you come seeking a blessing from God. Because when you come seeking a blessing from God, amen, He's not going to let you down. Amen, the youth choir might let you down. They might not sing your favorite song. Brother Caleb might not sing your favorite song. He might miss a chord, amen, on the guitar. Amen, I might not preach your favorite message. Amen, but let me tell you something. You seek God, amen, and He'll never let you down. And He'll give you what you need. Why? Because you got your heart in the right place. Get your heart in the right place, boy, you can get a lot of things done. Praise the Lord. So we get on to reading there. In chapter 2, and we know that Joshua, he done told them, he said, we're going to get the promised land. God's done give it to us. We're going to go after it. We're going to have to get our hearts set right. So they got all in one mind and one accord like a church ought to be. They wasn't worried about this and had this and that one had that. Amen. But they said, we're going to go get what's ours. Notice how I said, we're going to get what's ours. Boy, glory, hallelujah. That same blood that saved TJ saved me. Amen. And God ain't no respecter of persons. You wonder why God ain't blessed you. Ain't why God ain't give you this or give you that. Amen. It's because He can't trust you with it. I'll tell you what. Joshua got them together there. And he told them. He said, we're going to send two spies over. You know, I never realized the correlation of that. But the first time I went, there wasn't but two spies come back. It was ready to go. So when Joshua sent spies, he just went ahead and cut out the middle man. He said, I'm just going to go ahead and send two. And that way when they come back, we'll be good to go. So he sent the spies over there. They was preparing for what was to come. How much time do you spend preparing for this revival? How much time do we spend preparing for tonight? Well, I'll tell you what, I know Brother TJ's been praying for a while. I know some of these preachers and some of these church members, brother, they've been praying for some time, amen, about what was to come and about what was going to go home. Church, let me tell you something, the Sunday morning just don't happen at a flip of a hat. It takes some preparation, amen. Revival just don't happen at a flip of a hat. It takes some praying. It takes some seeking God. You've got to pray about what singers you want to get. You've got to pray about the preachers, amen. You've got to pray about the sermon, amen. And people just think stuff happens, amen. There's preparation involved. You don't go to heaven on a flip of a hat, amen. There's preparations involved. Amen. You've got to make your callings and elections sure. Amen. You've got to get your heart set right. And you've got to start preparing. Amen. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Joshua was sent two spies over there. And then they ran into old Rahab the harlot. And she took them in there and kept them safe and hid them. They was looking it over, finding weak spots. Let me tell you something, Christian. You need to be preparing for this world. You need to be preparing for work tomorrow. Be looking for some weak spots. If you're like me, it's going to be hot. You're going to be irritable. That's a weak spot. Amen. That's a weak spot. I don't, I don't, I don't get along too good when I'm irritable. You get hot and hungry in the same place. That ain't good. You asking for trouble. That's a whole new level of hanger. It takes preparing. 
Bible says beware of the little foxes that spoil the vine. We got to let the Holy Ghost do some searching and preparing and some leading us. Amen. We start to going down the road and the Holy Ghost says, hey, you better hold off. You better stay away from that. You know what you better do? You better hold off and you better stay away from that. Why? Because God has done been tired and he's done looked it out. He's done searched the situation over. When God, when Joshua sent the two spies down there, amen, the harlot, Ray Rahab had done heard about what a great God they served. Amen, the heathen nations done knew what a God they served. And God had done prepared what was to come. He done prepared them a place to stay. Prepared them a place of safety. All they had to do was be obedient and get their hearts right. Hey Amen. All we got to do is be obedient and get our hearts right. And you know what? God will lead the way. God will prepare. And he'll make everything all right. The main things in preparing is praying and obeying. That's how I got here tonight. Brother Bill, by praying and obeying. Brother Bill got here tonight by praying and obeying. Brother Chris got here tonight by praying and obeying. You, you want to figure out what you want to do about changing jobs, you better be praying about it. You want to be thinking about changing churches, you better be praying about it. Amen. You will you be thinking about doing this, by even buying a new car, you better be praying about it. Amen. I don't know what the stock market holds. Amen. But God does. And if God says, no, you don't need a new Chevrolet, hey, that don't mean you need to go buy a new Ford. You better pray about everything. You better pray. And when you get your answer, you better obey. There's been a lot of times in my life, brother, I've prayed and God has answered. And I have ignored his answer. And I found, my, I found myself in a lot of hurt. I found myself in a lot of trouble, brother. And then I found myself in a deep, dark spot. And I'm like, how in the world did I get here? And God's saying, I told you so. I told you you would not do that. And then I'll have to go to him and I'll have to repent. And you know what, brother? Because of God's goodness and God's grace, amen, he'll reach down and he'll help me out of that mess because that's a good God that I serve. We need to be looking for traps. The Bible says be sober and be vigilant because the devil, your adversary, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's aiming to devour your children, parents. Let me tell you, parents, something. I've got four youngins of my own. My oldest is nine and my youngest is two. Most of y'all know, know them and see them a lot. Let me tell you something. You better be careful what you let them watch on television. You think they won't slip some homosexuality in on a little youngins TV show? You've got another thing coming. Hey, man, you won't think they won't slip that junk in on music? Yeah. Well, you've got another thing coming. They're desensitizing your youngins to sin. Hey, man, that way when they grow up, they're trying to raise a generation of vipers. They're trying to raise a generation of lukewarm Christians. They're trying to raise a generation that don't care about God, don't want to know about God. And I tell you what, we're going to have to go after it. Tell you what, I love my youngins. And if TJ was to come at them and try to hurt them, I, me and him would have to, me and him have to fight. He might whoop me, but that'd be all right. I'd give it everything I had. The devil's after your youngins while you mamas and daddies not fighting. 
Well, I tell you what, grandmas and grandpas, the devil's after your grand youngins. He's after your youngins, even though they might be married and 40 years old. The devil is still after them. Why ain't you fighting for them? It's time that we get up and we get our hearts right and we get our hearts set and we go after it and we start preparing for the fight. You got to be sober. Well, you got to have your mind right. You got to have your heart right. I'll tell you what, I get a lot on my mind sometimes, Bill. I don't know if I'm coming or going. You got to get your heart right. You get a bunch of junk and a bunch of filth in your heart, guess what, brother? You ain't going to know if you're going or coming. But you get your heart right with God and you let Him lead. You don't have to worry about where you're going, where you're coming from. Amen? Because you know God's driving. Praise the Lord. Be vigilant to be ready. Jesus told them to be, the, to be ye therefore also ready. Amen, we're, we're called to be ready. Amen, we used to be ready from the day we was born again. All the time. 365 days a year, seven days a week to be ready. The modern day church world today is not ready. They're not even close to being ready. They've stopped chasing the goodness of God. They've stopped chasing the Holy Ghost power. They've stopped chasing that old time King James Version Bible preaching, brother. Amen. Why? Because it steps on their toes and it rubs them wrong. They like that feel good, hug me up, lovey dovey stuff. And that stuff ain't going to get you to heaven. Amen. You can't have the good without the bad. If it wasn't for the bad, there'd be no need for the good. We're going to have to go after it. We're going to have to get prepared. Let me tell you something about preparing. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Y'all get that tonight? When you choose to do nothing, when you choose to set the sidelines, when you choose to set the air and remain quiet, I'm not going to tell them what I'm not going to tell them what the Bible says. Now, God opened the perfect door, and you won't even walk through it. Wouldn't even go through it if He pushed you through it. You're preparing to fail. Might hurt somebody's feelings. Let me tell you something. I'd rather hurt somebody's feelings here on this earth and then be mad at me for a few weeks and see them in glory one day. Amen. And to pat them on the back and tell them that living in sin's all right and then go straight to hell and then blood be on my hands. Yeah. Amen. It is getting ready. God was already there working. He done prepared Rahab. He, she done heard about everything. She's like, we know that this land is yours. Even she knew that she wasn't living in her own land. She knew that that was God's people. And she knew that the terror was about to come down on her. Even the devils believe and fear and tremble. They fear and tremble for a reason. Y'all get that tonight? Boy, I tell you what, y'all ought to took off a running on that. Even the devils fear and tremble. They fear and tremble, Brother Bill, because they know, amen, exactly what their fate's going to be. They know that they ain't got no power. Amen, it's greater than what God's got. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
And it's time that the church remembers that and we hold on to it and we get after it. We've forgotten that, I believe. God ain't never failed me yet. When He's set my heart on something and He's led me a certain way, He has never opened the door and let me walk through it and shut it and said, Good luck. It's not how God works. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let me tell you something tonight, church, where God guides, He abides. The daughters of Calvary, I wish I could have been here to hear them sing, but they sang a song, Tell Me a Time. Tell me a time that He's not been faithful. Tell me a time that His mercies wasn't new. You tell me a time that He was less than Almighty. You tell me a time tonight, church, that God has ever failed you or let you down. Amen. Because they can't nobody say that. Why? Because He never has and He never will. So where God leads you, you just trust Him and obey. He'll take care of you. I promise. I promise He'll take care of you tonight. If you get your heart right, and God's leading you, all you've got to do is trust Him and be ready because He's about to show you something. He's about to show you something. All we got to do is trust Him. We've got to just prepare to receive the blessings of God. We've got to get ready for them. In Joshua in chapter 2 and verse 24, when the two men had returned back, they come to Joshua and they said, Truly, the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land. Even they seen it right then, truly. Truly, church, God is faithful. Truly, church, God does what He says He'll do. God is wonderful tonight, and all we've got to do is just keep holding on. Keep holding on to Him, because truly, He is what He says He is, and truly, God will provide. God will take care of you. You ain't got to worry about it, none whatsoever. And when the spies returned back and they decided it was time to take action, they was going to take some action. Joshua said, all right, we've prayed about this thing. We've got our hearts set. We prepared for it. God's led us in this direction. You know what? It's time to make a move. There's a lot of church people. They'll pray about something. They'll get their hearts right. And it'll come time to take action, brother, and they'll sit there and they'll hold on to the pew for everything that it's worth. They say, I can't do that. Running from a call to preach is the same thing. Any kind of service to the Lord, I can't do that. You done got your heart set and you done prayed about it. God's done led you there, done prepared for it, and those people still won't move. They will not budge. But they decided that they was going to go after it. This generation, they didn't want to be like their grandmas and grandpas. They didn't want to be like their mamas and daddies. They didn't want to be like great-grandma and great-grandpa. They said, man, we are not about to wander in the wilderness. Oh, Billy, Billy Sue done got her inheritance on this side of Georgia. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to get my inheritance because God said it was mine. Church, we have got to have that type of mentality tonight. 
Amen. You know what? Our brothers and sisters that's gone on before us and they've done entered into the gates of glory. They've done got their inheritance. They've done got what God gave him. You know what? I want what's mine and I've got to get my mind set and my heart set right and make my preparations. And brother, I'm going to go after it. Amen. I want to go to glory. But he told them I he'd give them some instructions. He said, when you, he said, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bear it. Then ye shall remove. Remove from your place. He said, y'all going to have to get up and do some moving. It's going to take some action. We're not going to have revival unless we do some praying. I mean, this might be the last schedule night like TJ said, but let me tell you something, revival something's in here. You go to work tomorrow, you're to have a pep in your step. Why? Because you've got revival. Tuesday morning rolls around, you step into the workplace, you step into the schoolhouse, youngins. Hey, man, you ought to be walking with a pep in your step. Why? Because you've got revival. Why? Because you don't want to be like a dried up church age. Hey, man, it's been here for the past 40 years. Been here for the past 30 years. Hey, man, I believe God's going to raise up a generation of young people. Hey, man, that's going to go after it. Why? Because they've got their heart right and they're making their preparations and they want to experience the goodness of God. I've been in some good services. But there's one service I want to see more than anything. Or see something like it. I remember an old time preacher told me, he said, we used to have church in this little bitty old backwoods church, and he said, they called the fire department because they thought the roof was on fire. They said, you could see the Holy Ghost flames coming out from under the eaves. Y'all think I'm crazy. Tell you what. I want to see services like that. Amen. God's not ashamed to show himself. Amen. And God dwells in the praise of his people. He's only going to be where he's wanted. That's why Brother TJ said if we just praise him, amen, there's a remedy, brother. Amen. If we just praise him, we break in chains. Let me tell you something. God dwells in the praise of his people. If you want God to dwell in your life, you want him to dwell in the church, hey, then you're going to have to start giving him some praise. And you're going to have to start taking action. You're going to have to remove yourself from the place that you're in of despair. Amen. And give God glory. I don't see how people can be miserable and be Christian. I don't see how they enjoy that. That beats all I ever seen. Choose to ignore the goodness of God and sit around and be miserable. Sitting there like a mule eating briars, like I've been whipped and made to go to church. Man, I've been looking forward to be here all day, all week. That's how it ought to be every time. Every time we ought to be tickled death. Why not I get to go to church? I get to go to the house of God. I, I get to go preach. I love to go preach. Amen, I love preaching the Word of God. Ain't nothing like it. Preaching is the power to those that are saved. It's time that this generation gets their hearts right. This generation here, they've done said, well, they missed out on it because they didn't obey the Lord. Let me tell you young and something, all you young people, something tonight. A lot of your mamas and daddies have missed out on it because they didn't obey the Lord. A lot of your grandmas and grandpas have missed out on it. Why? Because they didn't obey the Lord. I missed out on a lot of blessings in my life. Why? Because I didn't obey the Lord. 
it's time tonight that we get our hearts right. We get our hearts right with God. Preacher, how do I do that? You get down here on an old-fashioned altar. You say, Lord, if there's anything in my life that's hindering me, God, show it to me. Sometimes you'll already know what it is. And when he says that's what it is right there, you'll say, okay, Lord. Lord, it's yours. God, help me. Lord, help us tonight. It's time that we stand up and we say enough is enough. Let me tell you something, Brother James. I want the best for my young ones. I know you want the best for your boys. Any of you other parents in here, if you want the best for your youngins, it's time that you stand up and you get your hearts right and you say enough is enough. Youngins, let me tell you something. You want to experience the goodness of God. You're tired of feeling like you're down and out. You're tired of feeling like you're all alone. You're tired of feeling like an outcast. It's time to say enough is enough. The devil can't ride you if you take the saddle off. Three rides over. You can come right up here to the old hitching post and God will remove that saddle, amen, and he'll pick you up and dust you off and you can walk hand in hand with Jesus. Church is time and enough is enough. It's time that we get up and we go after it. Brother Caleb, if you will, come get us a song tonight. It's time that the church gets back after that old time Holy Ghost power. That old time Holy Ghost fire deep down inside. That old time Holy Ghost to come in the upper room like a mighty rushing wind. And it fell on them like a tongues of fire. That's what we need. That's what it's going to take. We want to see great revival in the community. We want to see revival in our homes. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of homes that need reviving. Hey man, there's homes all over America that's been broken. There's homes all over this community that's been broken. There's homes all over the community up, up above a mountain that's been broken that need reviving. How are they going to get reviving, brother, when they say enough's enough? And they get their heart set right. And they start following the leadership of God and they go after it. He said, remove yourself. Church, you can get your hearts right tonight. You can come up here on this altar and you can pray. And you can pray to an almighty God and he'll answer your prayers and he'll take care of you if you'll let him. But you can get down on an altar and you can get your hearts right and you can say, God, I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. But if you never remove yourself and go after it, it'll never come. When we come up here and we ask for healing, I don't know how many times I've seen people come and want to be prayed for for healing. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt God would have touched them if they would have left it at the altar. But so many times, they'll pick it right back up and they'll take it home with them. And so many times, people ask for forgiveness. Lord, I need your help. I've been guilty of it myself. Lord, I need your help. God, I need you to take this from me and right before I even get done praying, I'll just pick it right back up and I'll take it back with me. Amen. It's time that we remove ourselves from that and we go after the things of God. The Bible says in the book of Colossians to set your affection on the things above. As we stand to our feet, every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around but me and the Lord. If you're here tonight, you feel like the Lord's been dealing with you. 
You might have been here Friday night. You might have been here last night. This might have been your first night. But if God's knocking on your heart's door, you feel them butterflies down in your stomach. You feel that lump in your throat. Your hands are sweating. That's the Holy Ghost saying, Hey, I need to get your attention. He's wanting to talk to you. He's wanting to speak to you tonight. He's wanting to say, hey, there's something wrong with the way your heart's set tonight. You've got a mindset, salvation. There's a difference between a head salvation and a heart salvation. There's a lot of people that's riding on a prayer and doctrine tonight. If you want to die right, you've got to live right. And the Bible backs that up. You want to die right and you want to go to heaven, hey man, you're going to have to go after it. They had the promised land. It was theirs. It was promised to them. But they still had to go get it. They still had to make an effort. They still had to have their hearts set on it. Church, we've got a home promised in heaven. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself. That's a promise. But you'll never receive that promise if you don't get your hearts right. If you never accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you'll never receive that promise. So if you're here tonight and you're lost, you say, Preacher, I've never been saved. Would you slip your hand up put it right back down? I'll not come to you and embarrass you and I'll not point you out. I just want to pray for you. Just slip your hand up and say, Preacher, I'm lost. I don't know Jesus as my Savior. Would you pray for me? I never made that commitment. Maybe you're here tonight and you're not where you need to be with the Lord. You've not been living as close as you ought to be. So preacher, I've just had a mindset on doing things on serving God. We ought to have a heart set on serving the Lord wholeheartedly. Preacher, I've not been serving the Lord wholeheartedly. Would you lift your hand up? Preacher, I need your prayers. I'll not come to you and embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Preacher, I've not been giving 100% to the Lord. I need your prayers. Be honest with yourself tonight. God bless that hand. Be honest with yourself and be honest with the Lord. He already knows your heart. He already knows the only person you're fooling is yourself. You may fool the preacher. You may fool the teachers. You may fool your mom and daddy. You may fool your youngins, your spouse. But you're not winning anything. There's no prize for fooling people. Slip your hand up and say, Preacher, I need your prayers. I need to be closer to God than what I am right now. God bless that hand. God bless that hand all up the house. If you really meant that when you raised your hand, would you come tonight? Would you come? I don't want another lukewarm generation. I don't want to be a part of a lukewarm movement. Amen. I want to be a part of the Holy Ghost revival movement. I want to be a part of the group that said enough is enough is enough. I'm going to get up and I'm going to get my heart set on God and I'm going to get my preparation.
nation dry, and I'm going to go after it for my wife. I'm going to go after it for my youngins. I'm going to go after it for my husband. Amen. That ought to be the mentality that we have tonight. Church, we need to go after it. Parents, if you want your youngins to go after it, you're going to have to go after it and show them how. You're going to have to show them how to live a life that loves the Lord. want them to seek God, you show them how. Young and your mom and daddy don't seek the Lord. That's alright. It don't matter. It's a personal relationship. You still need to seek Him for yourself. There's several on the altar right now. Would you come? If you don't want to come by yourself, get somebody by the hand and say, hey, I want to go to the altar and I need to pray. You don't have to tell them what it's about. Just say, hey, I need to go pray. I want to talk to the Lord. All these people right here, they was in agreement. They was in agreement, man, we want the promise. They was going to go after it together. Husbands, wives, you need to go after it together for your family. Don't let the devil attack your family. Don't let him attack your marriage. Don't let him attack your youngest. Go after it. It takes action. There used to be a weight loss commercial that says if you don't change things today, tomorrow will remain the same. There ain't never been more truth I've ever heard in my life than that commercial. If you don't make a change right now, if you don't make a change tonight, you know what? Tomorrow will be the same. You'll still go into work the same old Monday morning with the same old Monday morning blues and as devil just a whipping you up in town just to having a good old time and you'll still be in the same miserable state that you're in right now. It comes time when enough's enough. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to turn the service over to Brother TJ in just a minute and I'm going to pray myself because I'm going to go after it. I want to go after it for my church. You love your church tonight. Go after it for your church. Because you know what? If a devil can destroy a church, if a devil can get a foothold in the church, boy, he'll tear it from apart. We've got to come together in one mind and one accord and say, enough's enough. We're going to go after this thing. We're going to go after the lost. We're going to go after the old time Holy Ghost pattern. Sunday. 